This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A bill that would provide visitation rights to family members has now passed the House Health Committee this week after it was first passed by the Alabama Senate last week. The bill ensures that a health care facility lets a resident or patient have consensual physical contact and communication with a family member or friend, regardless of the medical situation. State Representative Debbie Wood and State Senator Garland Gudger are co-sponsoring the bill. Wood says that the bill has improved upon past legislation that proved to be ineffective during the COVID virus outbreak. The bill has come about in response to two people who were connected to the state legislature who died in a hospital from COVID without being able to see their spouse or family members in their last days. Two election bills have passed the Alabama Senate with unanimous votes. Senate Bill 9 requires the use of paper ballots in any approved electronic vote counting system. And Senate Bill 10 prohibits the use of electronic voting systems that possess any modem technology or are capable of connecting to the Internet or cell phone networks. State Senator Clyde Chambliss is sponsoring the two bills, and he says the goal is to be proactive to avoid issues that have been seen in other places like hacking or power disruption. The bill now heads to the Alabama House. The chairman of the Alabama Republican Party, John Wall, writes for 1819 News about the recent indictment of Donald Trump. Wall compared the CNN helicopters hovering over the Manhattan courthouse to that of the famous O.J. Simpson Bronco chase in California. Wall says that the theatrics have distracted Americans from the real issue on whether the prosecution is following the rule of law or weaponizing the legal system for political gain. Wall believes that it is the latter case, and he pointed out the past actions of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who downgraded serious crimes like armed robbery and drug dealing to misdemeanor offenses on the first day he took office. Wall says that Bragg's actions are evident of a two-tiered level of justice, and he says it's very concerning and that the issue is not about Donald Trump, but something much bigger. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, along with other state AGs, have sent a letter to BlackRock Incorporated and other financial institutions regarding their push of ESG policies. There are now 21 state attorney generals who signed that letter. The AGs are threatening legal action against a total of 53 banks, asset management companies, and financial firms who are pushing a political agenda at what the AGs say the expense of their client investment dollars. ESG scoring evaluates a corporation according to social goals and beyond its basic earning of a profit for shareholders. This letter was sent out ahead of the season in which companies hold their shareholder meetings and vote on company policies. A big drug bust in Florence, Alabama, results in the Lauderdale County Drug Task Force seizing 60,000 fentanyl pills. The search warrant involved a hotel room and then a residential home in that area. The street value of the fentanyl pills is estimated to be $640,000. Four pounds of marijuana and multiple firearms were also found at the home. Three people have been arrested as a result. Toyota Alabama announces plans for solar power to offset energy needs in Huntsville. Toyota Alabama is now partnering with Huntsville Utilities and Toyota Two-Show America to create a 168-acre solar panel farm that will cost $49 million to develop. The system is then expected to generate 62,000 megawatt hours per year and should be operational by the summer of 2024. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, 
Legal analysis is now out in full force when it comes to the indictment papers that have been released against Donald Trump. Even over at CNN, one of their analysts, John Miller, admitted on the air that there wasn't much there. It's an interesting shift today because, and maybe it's all our own fault, you know, we've kind of whipped ourselves up over the last week about, you know, if they're bringing this case, it must be more than what we know is inside. And then we looked inside today and say, oh, it's just the same stuff we already knew. So what changed? You know, it's a seven-year-old case. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton spoke on Fox News about the indictment papers. The indictment of Donald Trump is a joke. It it should be dismissed immediately. First off, the so-called criminal charges are beyond New York's five-year statute of limitations. Second, the the legal theory is completely flawed. Their claim, I guess, since the indictment is so uh, blank on the matter, is, is that Donald Trump should have used campaign funds for a personal matter. But the Department of Justice, even the Federal Election Commission, has refused to bring federal election criminal charges here. And then finally, consider the evidence here. You have the testimony of a woman who has repeatedly contradicted herself on this matter, and then the testimony not just of any convicted criminal, but a man who was convicted for lying under oath. This matter ought to be dismissed immediately. Now Donald Trump is calling for Republicans in Congress to defund the Department of Justice and FBI, at least for a temporary time. Trump posted on Truth Social on Wednesday after his arraignment in Manhattan that the Democrats have totally weaponized law enforcement in the country and are viciously abusing this power to interfere with what Trump called an already under siege elections. Speaking of elections, in the state of Wisconsin, in a race for Supreme Court judge, the victory goes to the far-left candidate Janet Protaskiewicz against conservative candidate Daniel Kelly. The 4-3 to three conservative majority has now shifted into a liberal majority to rule in cases regarding election integrity, ballot harvesting, abortion, crime, legislative mapping, and other cases that are going to head before that court. Over in North Carolina, State Senator Tristan Cotham has announced that she is switching parties. The longtime Democrat will now become a Republican and in doing so will give the state Republicans a supermajority. Cotham held a press conference to explain her reasons why. When did Democrats become so afraid of independent thought? Because they're definitely not encouraging it at all. Perhaps they don't like what they can't control. It became very clear to me this was about control on day one at the legislature. They picked the wrong chick for that. I've suffered many attacks since I've been up here from Democrats in the party, from blasting me on Twitter to calling me names, to going after my family, going after my children. That is wrong. And I will not stand for that. I will not be bullied by them. And I will protect my children and my family. In San Francisco, the founder of Cash App, Bob Lee, was found stabbed to death in a neighborhood that's not considered to be heavy with crime. Lee appeared to be a victim of a random mugging and attack. Lee had been working as product officer for Mobile Coin since 2021. He also leaves behind two young daughters. No suspects have been arrested at this point. In the state of Maine, a mother is suing the school district where her daughter attends for allowing that daughter to start gender transitioning in secret. Amber Levine claims that this past school year, the Great Salt Bay Community School gave her 13-year-old daughter chest binders to help her in looking more like a young boy and told the girl not to tell her mother about it. The Goldwater Institute is now filing the lawsuit on behalf of Levine against the school and school counselor. 
Adam Shelton with Goldwater Institute told the Daily Caller Foundation that around the country, activist educators who think they know best are putting themselves between parents and children. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, revealed this week that classified documents transported by Joe Biden to the University of Pennsylvania when he left the office of vice president were kept in an unlocked closet that was accessible to employees and others for years. Comer revealed this after talking to Biden's former assistant, Kathy Chung. Chung also revealed that she was asked to access those classified documents in May of 2022, which is in which is not the story coming from Biden's lawyers about exactly who was in contact with those documents. Chung was hired by Joe Biden at the recommendation of Hunter Biden, his son, and Chung's email address is in numerous email threads that were found on Hunter Biden's laptop. Also of interest is that the Penn Biden Center received donations of $54 million from persons and groups linked to the Chinese Communist Party, and those donations came in from 2014 to 2019. The public records for the Penn Biden Center were reported on by the New York Post. The Nashville officers who bravely entered a school to stop shooter Audrey Hale have now made public comments at a press conference Detective Jeff Matthews revealed that he had never met the two other officers before that day. When I got out of my vehicle, I retrieved my uh, department-issued shotgun from the back. And uh, while doing that, I overheard who I now know as Officer Rex Engelbert saying, I need three, as you guys have seen on the video. Uh, To that point, I have never seen Rex in my life. Officer Michael Colazzo also spoke. Officer Rex had caught up to us. Um, I noticed that Officer Rex had a rifle with a uh, a uh, LPBO on it, uh, not knowing where the shooter was in the distance that we would possibly encounter with the shooter, uh, asked Officer Rex to push forward for us, which he did without hesitation. And Officer Rex Engelbert is the one who can be heard on the body camera footage getting the first group together to enter that building. I want to start by obviously saying my deepest con- condolences to the family, the six lives lost. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 